0: Hi, Dave Armory here. This is For the Record program number 1253, Pandemics Incorporated Part 3. This is being recorded on July 8th of the year 2022. Before we get into the main body of the program, uh, a number of points of information. Uh, there is, as I have said, way too much going on to cover in a weekly one-hour show, even though I'm doing more than one show a week, many weeks. And for that reason, there are other things available. Uh, First and foremost, there are some very important, useful comments being made by Perifractal, most of them anyway. Perifractal spelled P-T-E-R-R-A-F-R-A-C-P-Y-L is our brilliant contributing editor, and uh, it, they make uh, very, very important regular comments that will supplement your understanding. Uh, the link that will enable you to subscribe to those no longer works, uh, you can certainly uh, hook up with the SpitfireList.com website and uh, view those comments. Some are also made by other intelligent listeners. Uh, for those of you for whom podcasts are the best way to consume for the record, Sister Station WFMU is podcasting for the record. And again, in uh, the year of our Lord 2022, with uh, smartphones being I guess the dominant and ubiquitous technology, uh, podcasts are a very good way for people to consume the program, and so uh, I encourage you emphatically to, uh, for those of you for whom that is the case, to take advantage of the fact that WFMU is podcasting for the record. Uh, I, again, as I have said for a long time, <laughs> uh, I keep saying I couldn't be more pessimistic and then something happens and I become more pessimistic. So, uh, I probably shouldn't rate my pessimism on a, a gradient scale, but, um, a graduated scale, but uh, I don't think we're going to make it. I think we are uh, doomed <laughs> to, uh, uh, make a long story short. You know, they don't call me Good Time Dave Emery for nothing, uh, All kidding aside, though, um, I think that, that as human beings, as sentient beings, we have a responsibility to at the very least preserve the record of what the hell happened for those generations to follow, assuming there are going to be other generations. And increasingly, I think a third world war is something that may very well break out. In any event, I have uh, put all of my life's work, everything, on the SpitfireList.com website. All of the comments, all of my written work, all of the audio files, plus a mini-library of old anti-fascist books, which are available on easy-to-download PDF files. They are all available on the SpitfireList.com website and they are available on a 32 gigabyte flash drive that you can obtain for a very small tax-deductible contribution. And I get no money whatsoever from that. So please get the flash drive. What a lot of people do is uh, they get the flash drive and uh then they take their old drive you know, they do it on a yearly basis, then they get their old drive and give it to a friend. That is a, a very excellent way of going about things. And again, the fee involved is very nominal indeed. So uh, people can do that. Uh, I, again, I, I couldn't be more pessimistic. And uh, however, last but certainly not least, another information source. I have become a Patreon site. And what we're doing is uh, we've had a little bit of adjustment. Uh, The software that transcribes the talks I'm doing is very cumbersome. Uh, We are, however, going to offer the the raw, unedited transcripts. I'm doing three one-hour talks per week. And there are also raw, unedited transcripts of those talks. And in addition, I am going to be writing articles. Uh, These are regular articles, not like the -the long-written-for-the-record descriptions. These use uh, regular expository writing format. And those are available on the Spitfire. Those are available at the patreon.com slash Dave Emery link. And again, that's three one-hour talks a week. I'm using a much more informal mode of presentation, rather than the uh, extremely pedantic set-piece break-in format that I use in this program, and uh, so that may prove it. It will certainly flesh out people's understanding in an important way, again, three hours a week on Patreon, plus raw unedited transcripts, and I will be writing articles that will be coming out presently. So, uh, please do take note of the Patreon website. Now, uh, the title of this program, Pandemics Incorporated Part 3, uh, indicates uh, a continuum that we are engaging in from, uh, for the records 1251 and 1252. In those programs, I discussed, uh, a consortium of corporate interests and government agencies, including the Meepa bio biological and big data defense contractor, uh, that company in turn is linked and has been linked since 2014 with the Eco Health Alliance, that is a biotechnology defense contractor whose primary funding sources. Of the Pentagon and USAID, a, a State Department subsidiary that often serves as a cover for CIA operations. The science and policy advisor for EcoHealth Alliance is David Franz, the former commanding officer of the U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases at Fort Detrick that was shut down for unnamed safety violations by the CDC in early August of 2019, right before the pandemic broke out. Uh, As I have noted in the Oswald Institute of Virology series, Uh, The EcoHealth Alliance, uh, headed up, by the way, by Peter Daszak, an ethnic Ukrainian, had been the vehicle for financing game-of-function manipulations of bat borne coronaviruses, both in the United States at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and also at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, or as I have termed it, the Oswald Institute of Virology with the long series I did about the uh, biopsy apocalypse and the magic virus theory, the long series of programs about the Oswald Institute of Virology, as I call it. Uh, something that one must bear in mind is the article from the Guardian magazine of June 19th of 2018 by Ian Sample, which discusses the advances that have been made in synthetic biology. And once the genome of a mammalian virus, has been sequenced and published, and the genome of any, almost any mammalian virus can be found online. It can then be synthesized from scratch and or modified. That is fundamental and is a concept that must be borne in mind throughout this series. With regard to the uh, what I call the Oswald Institute of Virology series, the lab leak hypothesis was generated when, uh, after the pandemic broke out, it was noted that the Wuhan Institute of Virology had been researching very similar viruses and had the genomes of their viruses, those viruses, in their database, some of which were then apparently uh, deleted. Uh, this led people to point the accusing thing and say, look, they were they were experimenting on these viruses at ruined the WIV. It must have escaped from a lab. Trump administration officials who were pushing the lab leak hypothesis were told by government agents, uh, and agencies, bureaucrats to basically keep quiet because it would open what was variously described as a Pandora's box, unquote, or a quote, can of worms, unquote, aimed that it would highlight American financing of the research at those laboratories. That was being done through EcoHelp Alliance which was partnered with MetaBiopa in this regard. Now, MetaBiopa Again, a defense contractor that was present in a big way in Ukraine beginning in 2016 and, uh, whose presence there was expedited by Hunter Biden. Joe Biden, by the way, as vice president, was in charge of U.S. relations with Ukraine and Hunter Biden expedited the Mephibiata links to Ukraine in 2016. Uh, Mepa-Biapa again has a uh, major defense links, and what we have been talking about is a, well, remarkable, is a very polite word, I would call it insidious, link between Mepababa again, never lose sight of its link to the EcoHelp Alliance, and uh, Munich Reinsurance, the largest reinsurance company in the world, uh, reinsurance being a major uh, venue for the very wealthy to invest in, basically they insure insurers and the alliance between meppa biopa which is a viral and biological uh, big data prediction firm uh, the alliance between meppa biopa and munich reinsurance and the marsh insurance brokerage in the united states was basically greased uh from a venture capital standpoint by inkupel which is the venture capital arm of the cia and the intelligence community. And we're going to uh, explore that again uh, by way of emphasis. Uh, before we get into that, I want to know another interesting thing. Boy, that's a beautiful euphemism about Metabiata. Uh, we're going to take a look at who one of their top executives was. This is from... Uh, the website of the Middlebury Institute of International Studies at Monterey. From October 18th of 2016, they are discussing a seminar. This is titled, Contemporary U.S.-Russian Nuclear Risks and Means for Risk Reduction, Seminar with Major General Pavel Zolotarev, retired, and the Honorable Andrew C. Weber. Andrew C. Weber is deeply involved with Metabiata, and he is described in this excerpt from that post, The Honorable Andrew C. Weber is a non-resident senior fellow at Harvard Kennedy School's Belfer Center for Science and International Affairs. He joined Metabiota in February 2016 as head of global partnerships in the government business unit. One more time. He joined Metabiota in February 2016 as head of global partnerships in the government business unit. And among his top uh, elements of his uh, resume, his CV, speaking again of Andrew C. Weber, he served until October of 2014 as Assistant Secretary of Defense for Nuclear, Chemical, and Biological Defense Programs. Again, he served until October 2014 as Assistant Secretary of Defense for Nuclear, Chemical, and Biological Defense Programs and uh, he joined mepbioppa in february 2016 as head of global partnerships in the government business unit. That uh, would have covered, I think, although certainly uh, the machinations vis-à-vis Ukraine and the Pentagon Finance Biological Laboratories and the, quote, science project, unquote, at the Burisma, the Ihor Kolomoiskoi-controlled natural gas firm in Ukraine, or a uh, gas firm, I should say, uh, well, let's assume it's natural gas, not gasoline, uh, that uh, Hunter Biden was expediting a science... Project 4, again under the auspices of Mepa Biata. So again uh, what we're looking at here is Mepa Biata, major defense contractor uh, hooked up with Munich Reinsurance, the Marsh insurance brokerage in the U.S. and with uh, capital greasing of the axle, so to speak, by Incutel, the C- CIA's and intelligence communities uh, investment or venture capital arm. Now, two key elements of what we're looking at here uh, in an article from Wired magazine from June 16th of 2020 by Evan Ratliff, R-A-T-L-I-F-F. We can protect the economy from pandemics. Why didn't we? Unquote. Now, I've read that article into the record in its entirety in the aforementioned for the record programs 1251 and 1252. I want to emphasize a couple of things. Uh, there were not a lot of takers, actually several things. There were not a lot of takers for a pandemic insurance, even though obviously it would prevent a tremendous amount of loss, simply because pandemics had been a one-in-a-hundred-year event, uh, they were potentially very devastating. The funding insurance. Standpoint because all of the policy holders would basically collect at the same time, which, uh, was basically a major problem for profitability. Uh, Munich Reinsurance and Mephibiotica got around that by offering tranches in effect, uh, selling that to potential buyers and pension funds were among the companies that were ready to snap that up. Pension funds, interestingly enough, uh, make a lot of money if the their pensioners don't live a long time after retirement if on the other hand they do live a long time after retiring it is not good for the profitability of the pension funds which appear to be one of the companies investing in pandemic research after the COVID-19 pandemic, then there were a lot of potential uh, buyers of pandemic insurance, not just companies, but also municipalities, uh, public events, sporting events, tournaments, uh, and uh, many kinds of businesses, as well as civic organizations, uh, counties, cities, even countries were uh, expressing interest. So that is something to consider. The pandemic itself Was a major driver of interest and potentially profit for this, again, defense contractor and DAPA driven MEPA BIAPA, a vibe with Munich Reinsurance, the largest, uh, reinsurance company in the world, and also the, the venture capital being provided in considerable measure by InQtel, the CIA and intelligence community's venture capital arm. Now several things about uh, additional points about this uh, collaboration. Uh, in 2018, okay, two years before the pandemic, uh, Mipa Biapa had the following very interesting experience, quoting from this Wired magazine article. And this, again, is in the early part of 2020. As the human and economic devastation multiplied in tandem across the globe, metabiophers' employees suddenly found themselves living inside their own model's projections. One more time. As the human and economic devastation multiplied in tandem across the globe, metabiophers' employees suddenly found themselves living inside their own model's projections. Just two years earlier, i.e. 2018, the company had run a large set of scenarios forecasting the consequences of a novel coronavirus spreading around the globe. One more time. Just two years earlier, the company had run a large set of scenarios forecasting the consequences of a novel coronavirus spreading around the globe. Uh, That is a remarkable, quote, coincidence, unquote. Bear in mind that at this point in time, Metabiopa is hooked up with EcoHelp Alliance, and they are financing the game of function uh, manipulations on these kinds of viruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, I call it the Oswald Institute of Virology, because I think they were being set up to take the fall for the uh, pandemic, just as Lee Harvey Oswald was set up to uh, take the fall for JFK's assassination after being uh, basically uh, manipulated in such a way as to make him look like a communist and a uh, defector to the Soviet Union. Uh, note that at the same time that EcoHelp Alliance, again 2018, is running a large set of scenarios forecasting the consequences of a novel coronavirus spreading around the globe, EcoHelp Alliance, their partner, is financing the manipulations of just exactly those kinds of viruses in China and in the U.S. And another key aspect of this Wired magazine article, bearing in mind again Meba Biaba, major data-driven defense contractor, uh, with uh, Andrew Weber, head of global partnerships in the government business unit, and having, he having served as assistant secretary of defense for nuclear chemical and biological defense programs, uh, bearing in mind that offensive unquote and defensive unquote biological re- uh, biowarfare research is the same. If you are studying how microorganisms infect and sicken and or kill plants, animals, or humans. It is the same research, whether you call it defensive or offensive. And he is, again, uh, in charge as of 2016, head of global partnerships in the government business unit, which I think would certainly have covered what Metabiota was apparently doing in Ukraine. Now, uh, another aspect of this uh, association between Mephibiopa, again, and EcoHealth Alliance, and Munich Reinsurance, and Inputel from the pandemic, or from the, <laughs> from the Wired article. As sophisticated as Mephibiopa's system was, however, it would need to be even more refined to incorporate into an insurance policy. The model would need to capture something much more difficult to quantify than historical deaths and medical stockpiles. Fear. The economic consequences of a scourge, the historical data showed, were as much a result of society's response as they were to the virus itself. <clears throat> the sentiment index was built to be, as Oppenheim put it, a catalogue of dread. For any given pathogen, it could spit out a score from 0 to 100, according to how frightening the public would find it. <clears throat> Madov and her team, she is head of Metabiota, Madov and her team, as M-A-D-H-A-V, Madov and her team, along with Wolf and Oppenheim, also researched the broader economic consequences of disease outbreaks measured in the, quote, cost per death prevented, unquote, incurred by societal interventions. And note what they were looking at, quote, measures that decreased person-to-person contact, including social distancing, quarantine, and school closures, had the greatest cost per death prevented, most likely because of the amount of economic disruption caused by those measures, unquote. They wrote in the 2018 paper, and bear in mind that, quote, just two years earlier, again, this is early 2020, meaning 2018, same year, just two years earlier, the company had run a large set of scenarios forecasting the consequences of a novel coronavirus spreading around the globe. Uh, This is (laughs) most disconcerting. Again, you have... Metabiabi, a defense contractor, big data firm. We're going to talk more about uh, some of their links later on with Andrew Weber, former assistant secretary of defense for nuclear, chemical and biological defense uh, as their head of global government contracts. Uh, they are being, uh, financed in part by InQTEL, hooked up with Munich Reinsurance, and they are hooked up with the EcoHelp Alliance, financed by Pentagon USAID, advised by the former CEO of the AMRIIB, and involved with game of functions on the very types of novel coronaviruses, uh, that were involved with COVID-19. Uh, bear in mind, again, by the way, that uh, uh, in, October of 2019, just a couple of months after the US AMRIID was shut for unnamed uh, safety violations by the CDC, there was a medical, military, and civic and economic war game in New York City called Event 201, which gauged what would happen if a coronavirus caused pandemic Ruptured the or t- sh- tore the economic, social, and uh, political fabric of every nation on earth. One of the key players in that, again, a very, very, very important individual was Ms. In April Avril Haines. Excuse me, A V R I L. She is now director of national intelligence. She was a key member of Biden's transition team. She was a well-paid consultant with Palantir, the alpha predator of the electronic surveillance landscape, and. Uh, basically headed up by Peter Peel, a key Trump ally and also a major uh, player in Facebook. And uh, Ms. Ava Haines has also been Deputy Director of CIA under Biden Obama. Uh, Again, you have this infernal alliance, as I see it, and they stand to make a lot of money off of pandemic insurance. Not many takers prior to COVID-19, but now there are a whole lot of potential takers because everybody is afraid of what will happen. And their business model is predicated in no small measure on fear. That's really important, as noted Pierre again, quoting from the uh, Wired article. The model would need to capture something much more difficult to quantify than historical deaths and medical stockpiles. Fear. Fear. The economic consequences of the scourge the historical data showed were as much a result of society's response as they were to the virus itself. And again, some of the uh, responses of societies that would be most uh, costly and consequently, which would drive any effective NPP in the direction of purchasing pandemic insurance from <laughs> I Munich mean, Reinsurance, measures that decreased Proust, let me start a sentence earlier. Mondav and her team, along with Wolf and Oppenheim, also researched the broader economic consequences of disease outbreaks measured in the cost per death prevented incurred by societal interventions. Quote, measures... That decreased person-to-person contact, including social distancing, quarantine, and school closures, had the greatest cost per death prevented, most likely because of the amount of economic disruption caused by those measures, they wrote in a 2018 paper. And again, in 2020, that is exactly what happened. And what else? Again, this is repeating, but this couldn't be exaggerated in terms of importance. Just two years earlier, again, this is 2018, again, the company, Metabiota, had run a large set of scenarios forecasting the consequences of a novel coronavirus spreading around the globe. This, at the same time as EcoHealth Alliance is financing game-of-function manipulations in the U.S. and in Wuhan, China, on those very kinds of viruses, and bear in mind that once the uh, genome of such a virus is sequenced and published, and they were, then it can be synthesized from scratch and or modified from scratch, as the June 19, 2018 Guardian article by Ian Sample has noted. If <clears throat> Sherlock Holmes or Lieutenant Colombo were investigating this, uh, this... Goes a long way. I would not say, not being a legal professional, that it definitively uh, indicates consciousness of guilt, but it looks pretty damn suspicious to me. Uh, suppose, and this this is not a scenario. That is unknown in murder mysteries, uh, someone takes out a uh, an expensive life insurance policy on someone, uh, say a spouse or a relative or somebody, and then that person gets murdered, and Of course, then uh, the beneficiary of that life insurance policy becomes uh, quite wealthy uh, it, it could be viewed I think, in that general investigative context. Uh, 2018, you've got uh, Metabiata examining the most cause the fear index, and from a business standpoint, measures that decreased person-to-person contact, including social distancing, check, quarantine, check, and school closures, check, had the greatest cost per death prevented, most likely because of the amount of economic disruption caused by those measures they wrote in the 2018 paper, and just that happened two years later. And in addition to that, also in 2018, just two years earlier, the company had run a large set of scenarios forecasting the consequences of a novel coronavirus spreading around the globe. Check. So I think, again, uh, it would be impossible to exaggerate uh, how alarming this is, <laughs> I was saying a few weeks ago, I couldn't be more pessimistic. No, 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 no check there. Uh, I've, I've gotten more pessimistic. And uh, don't forget uh, Andrew Weber's participation in this. Uh, now, another thing that should be factored in here, uh, Nathan Wolf, who was the head of uh, EcoHelpa, not EcoHelp, but uh it began as a da- big data. Uh, prediction firm using Big Data p- to predict virology, and it was called the GVFI. And uh, we should note uh, that Dr. Nathan Wolfe, uh, the head of that, and we're going to talk about uh, his perhaps tangential links to Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, the associate of Jeffrey Epstein, in just a minute, but uh, note the following. Uh, And this is from uh, the Organic Consumers Association article of April 22nd of 2022. Is bird flu being weaponized by Alexis Bob Mayer? More about bird flu and its possible impact on pandemic insurance. When the GVFI, that's Metabiota, became the for-profit Metabiota, Google Ventures continued to invest. In addition, it created a business partnership with Metabiata, quote, offering its big data expertise to help the company serve its customers, insurers, government agencies, and other organizations by offering them forecasting and risk management tools. In other words, they sell pandemic insurance. Now that Metabiata has gotten caught up in the COVID origins scandal, its original investors, Eric Schmidt of Google, Jeffrey Skoll of eBay, Rajiv Shah of the Rockefeller Foundation, formerly AIB Director Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, shipped in to fund the COVID Commission Planning Group, a whitewash led by Philip Zelico, who gave us the 9-11 Commission cover-up. Uh, again, uh, Philip Zellico headed up the 9-11 Commission, uh, which had some apparently strategic omissions, uh, so much so uh, that, and by the way, that was documented uh, by the brilliant Berkeley researcher, it's been documented in many places, by the brilliant Berkeley researcher Peter Bale Scott in his books The Road to 9-11 and The American Deep State. We've spoken about those in, among other programs, uh, for the record 1190. Uh, those... Uh, that commission has so many uh, omissions, it might be called the Omission Commission. And beyond that, uh, it was the same Philip Zellico in 2002, again as noted by Peter Dale Scott in uh, uh, American Deep State and in uh, The Road to 9-11, that uh, wrote the paper that implemented the defense policy uh, points of uh, well, the defense projects that were advocated by the Project for a New American Century's paper, Rebuilding America's Defenses. And nothing in that was more important than the PNAC recommendation that uh, genetically engineered biological weapons could be employed, and this would uh, affect their transition from being a terrorist uh, weapon to, quote, a politically useful tool. Uh, the anthrax attacks, by the way, uh, led to an exponential increase in the number of BSL-4 laboratories in the U.S. at which biological warfare research could be conducted. And as we looked at in the same Organic Consumers Association article by Alexis Bodden-Mayer from 422 22 2022 the aforementioned David Franz, CO of the USAMRIID, was involved when working at Southern Research with the microencapsulation. Of the anthrax uh, toxin that was used in the anthrax attacks in two thousand one. Uh, so again, when you've got Mipa also financing uh, this commission, and by the way, uh, one thing that was left out here by Ms. Bob Mayer was that another financier of the uh, COVID planning of the COVID commission was. Uh, the surviving Koch brother. There were well, Charles and David. One of them has died. I think David died and Charles is still alive. but put a question mark by that. But one of them is still, you know, alive and, uh, coking, so to speak. And, uh, it was the surviving Koch brother who also kicked in to finance the Philip Zelico COVID Commission. Uh, now, bear in mind at the same time, the whole question of fear. And it's factor into the metabiotic mimic reinsurance in business model. Because if you are going to sell pandemic insurance, uh, entities have to be afraid of a potential loss. And one of the things that we looked at in for the record programs 1148, 1149, and 1150 was the H5N1 bird flu, which uh, has been alleged by the Russians to uh, have been engaged in a process of weaponization in Ukraine. I have uh, speculated about the possibility that the uh, H5N1 avian flu outbreak in the U.S. that is devastating uh, birds in the U.S. Uh, may have been linked to the project also alleged to have been discovered by the Russians uh, in which migratory birds were being digitally implanted, tracked by satellites, fitted with capsules uh, filled with deadly microbes. They could then be killed and that would start an epidemic in the targeted country. We've spoken about H5N1 on and off for quite some time. In the BioSciap Apocalypse Now portion of the COVID-19 series, the long series I did in 2020 and 2021, we have noted that it was the Game of Function Manipulations on H5N1 that led to the uh, at least nominal pause in game-of-function experiments in the U.S., as uh, documented in a June 2021 article from Vanity Fair uh, that was apparently linked at, and the game-of-function manipulations went on uninterrupted. But in any event, it was those game-of-function manipulations that made H5N1 avian flu a deadly avian food, deadly birds, uh, more communicable to human beings. And we have also noted in those programs a very sinister, uh, and again, this is a perfect reason why I use the word milieu, a perfectly sinister milieu of researchers involved with game-of-function manipulations and H5N1 research. By the way, uh, it was a feared... H5N1 human outbreak that led to the U.S. Department of Defense purchasing a lot of Tamiflu, an antiviral agent developed by Gilead Sciences, also a major defense contractor involved with uh, using, uh, apparently testing Remdesivir on uh, unnamed human primates uh to see if it will ward off Ebola, that at the US in the run up to its closure for unnamed safety violations by CBC in early August of twenty nineteen. Uh the then Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld purchased a whole bunch of Tamiflu that is an antiviral agent developed by Gilead Sciences to potentially combat a human outbreak of H5N1. No such outbreak took place, thank God, knock on wood. Uh, However, uh Donald Rumsfeld made a whole lot of money because he had repaid a whole bunch of Gilead Sciences stock from when he had been chairman of the board of directors of that company, no doubt because of his tremendous medical and uh, scientific expertise. So we've looked at not only H5N1, but the potential profitability uh, that can be reaped uh, from fear of a human outbreak, and fear is a major part of the uh, Biopa, Munich Reinsurance, InQTEL, uh, Pandemic Insurance Alliance. Uh, bear in mind some other things that we looked at in the aforementioned, uh, Organic Consumers Association article by Alexis Bob mayer from April 20th, uh, April 22nd of 2022. Uh, there is a milieu involving at the one level Anthony Fauci, head of the National Institute of Health, National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, and he has been basically channeling government money to the genetically, to, to uh, game-of-function manipulations of H5N1 to make them more infective. Uh, H5N1, again, is a devastating avian flu. When humans get it, which is very rare, it is fatal in 50%. Of the human cases, however, it very rarely jumps to human beings. One of the few times it did, and by the way, in the run up to uh, Gilead' sciences, developing Tamiflu, and then profiting enormously from government purchase of that pamphlet, flu, as well as the fact that uh, Donald Rumsfeld, the Secretary of Defense who offered those purchases, he made a lot of money too by uh, hanging on to a whole lot of Gilead stock, which then soared because of those purchases, at least in part. Uh, bear in mind that uh, there was a 1997 outbreak of human H5N1 in Hong Kong the same year as there was the transfer of Hong Kong to China. Hong Kong had been a British colony ever since it was extracted by naval force of arms from China by Britain in the opium wars of the mid-19th century that also forced opium on China. Uh, Kennedy Shortridge had not only been predicting that H5N1 would break out, uh, he also had a laboratory in China that was, uh, in Hong Kong that was so, uh, that was actually viewed by the WHO as a possible source of a lab leak causing the human, uh, H5N1 pandemic uh, ap- epidemic outbreak, I should say, in Hong Kong. Kennedy Shortridge and another guy, Robert G. Webster, were privileges of a brilliant Australian scientist who, while working for the Defense Ministry of Australia, openly advocated for the use of biological warfare by Australia against, uh, highly, heavily populated and tropically climbed Asian countries to defend the relatively sparsely populated and relatively temperate climate of Australia uh against the uh, teeming overpopulated tropically climbed Asian countries. Again uh that that fellow's name was Frank uh MacFarlane Bernay. He was an advocate of biological warfare against Asian countries, and both Kennedy Shortridge and Robert G. Webster were his proteges. And uh both uh Ron Fouchier of the Erasmus Medical Center in the Netherlands, who was one of the beneficiaries of Anthony Fauci's funding of uh, H5N1 uh, game of function research, and also uh, Yoshihiro Kawayoke of the University of Tokyo and the University of Wisconsin at Madison, he was another beneficiary of the Anthony Fauci game of function financing, and they were heavily linked with Kennedy Shortridge and Robert G. Webster, and also with a fellow named uh, Jean de Jong. He, the aforementioned uh, Ron Fouché. again, the beneficiary of Anthony Fauci's Game of Function Financing, was a protege of Jeanne uh, de Jean. Dijon. So we've got Jeanne de We've got uh, Yoshihiro Kawaioki. We've got uh, Ron Fouchier. We've got Anthony Fauci. We've got Kennedy Shortridge. And we've got Robert G. Webster and Frank mcfarlane Burney in this Here we go. Fanfare drum roll. Milieu that is at the one hand, at the one extreme, involved with, quote, scientific, unquote, research, and the another, I think, things that could be very easily posited in a biological warfare scenario. So uh, bear that in mind, bear in mind the allegation made by Russia in UN sessions, of course, that will be summarily dismissed as lies, Russian propaganda, everything else, uh, when a major country and a member of the UN Security Council, uh, makes a presentation on the floor of the UN. It then gets blacked out in the UK and the US and uh, ridiculed as lies, unquote. That's a serious situation. But they made at least one, I believe was now two, such presentations. And when they are talking about weaponization of H5N1 flu and also the weaponization of migratory birds, this is something to be taken very seriously. In June of this year, there was a New York Times article talking about the outbreak of avian flu in the U.S. and North America. It was alleged to have come from a migratory black-backed gull that flew from Europe to the East coast of Canada, and uh, then brought this uh, deadly H5N1 avian flu into the U.S., where it is not only affecting birds in the wild, including raptors, such as the magnificent American eagle, but it is devastating commercial fowl. Think about the Metabiota Reinsurance in q which talks about fear and the uh, cost per death prevented as major elements of their business model to develop and sell pandemic insurance. With the H5N1 avian flu, uh, businesses that are dependent on commercial fowl, not only, say, Tyson Foods, which raises chickens, but outlets like, say, Kentucky Fried Chicken or Chick-fil-A, any restaurant that serves uh, chicken, uh, vendors of Thanksgiving turkeys, anyone selling turkeys, They would all be heavily hit by an H5N1 avian pandemic, and one is now taking place in the US. I would think that among the potential purchasers of pandemic insurance, from Munich Re, Metabiata, and Incutel, that uh, uh, alliance that we've looked at, would be businesses that, that would stand to lose a lot of money from an H5N1 avian pandemic. Now, in addition to that, we have already seen, for example, with uh, Donald Rumsfeld's Defense Department purchasing large amounts of Tamiflu developed by Gilead Sciences, uh, and uh, that uh, being done when Donald Rumsfeld was chairman of the board of directors of Gilead Sciences. He then hangs on to his stock, uh, becomes secretary of defense, authorizes a stockpiling of Tamiflu, makes a whole lot of money when that helps to drive up the price of Gilead's stock. Uh, we have seen the economic benefits to be reaped from the fear, the fear of an H5N1 human Outbreak. Now, just imagine with H5N1 now uh, raging among commercial fowl and also birds in the wild here in the U.S. Uh, think about the potential, at least, for uh, businesses that might be adversely affected by a human jump of H5N1 and the resulting pandemic. And we've looked at, uh, again, in that aforementioned uh, Organic Consumers Association article, we've looked at uh, weaponization projects of H5N1 in the U.S. and elsewhere. We've looked at what the Russians have alleged. And uh, we've looked at the very curious outbreak, the human outbreak in Hong Kong in 1997. And uh, the again, that milieu Uh, At the one level, at the one end, for example, Anthony Fauci helping to finance the game of function manipulations, um, H5N1 being performed by Yoshihiro Kalioki and Ron Fouchier, and they are inextricably linked with Jean de Robert G. Webster, Kennedy Shortridge, and at the other end, the brilliant biological warfare theorist Frank McFarlane Burnet advocating biological warfare to be used against Asian countries that are uh, teemingly populated, very populated and with tropical climates. Just think about the potential for a lot of money to be made by Metabiata and Munich Reinsurance with uh, the possibility of a jump of H5N1 to human beings and certainly that research uh, to make that such a jump has been conducted, and certainly in the context of that Hong Kong jump from uh, birds to humans, we have seen a a, a milieu involved not just with game of function, but also with biological warfare research. Again, I think the potential, when you think about it, uh, for pandemic insurance, not only from uh, the raisers of or retail marketers of commercial fowl, again whether it's Tyson Foods or Kentucky Fried Chicken, Chick-fil-A, what have you, but also from businesses that would be potentially damaged by human outbreaks of H5N1. Think about that in the uh, business model of Mepabiova, Munich Re, and MQTEL where fear and cost per death prevented figured very, very prominently. Uh, something I want to note too, and that is our discussions of Munich Reinsurance in past programs. Uh, Munich Reinsurance is a, uh, you know, I've spoken about the. Uh, flash drive and the books that uh, are available for download for free, uh, the anti-fascist books, there is some very important information about Munich Reinsurance in some books on the website in that aforementioned uh, mini-library of old anti-fascist books. These are also available in the on the flash drive as well. One of the many important books that is available in that Mimi Library is the consummately important Martin Bormann Nazi in Exile, authored by Paul Manning, and he discusses not only the role of Munich Reinsurance Company, the largest reinsurance firm in the world, uh, with German economic penetration of Allied countries in the war, but also its role in uh, the post World War II Bormann Capital Organization. On page 80 of Martin Martin Bormann, Nazi in Exile, we read, The Munich Reinsurance Company had already penetrated France before 1939 through the Société Anonyme de Réassurance de Paris. And then on page 149, jumping over to Latin America... There was also the important German reinsurance firm of El Phoenix Sudamericano Sia de Reasurguros SA, an affiliate of the Munich Reinsurance Company. All South American big business came to depend on El Phoenix as the principal reinsurers of commerce and industry in Latin America. So when we think about the Mevabiata Incutel Munich Reinsurance uh, Alliance, there is a lot of money to be made not just in America, and apologies for the apparently butchered uh, Spanish pronunciations and uh, by less than perfect pronunciation of the French uh, word as well, the public Réassurance de Paris. Now, in uh, the miscellaneous archive show M11, recorded on May 23rd of 1980, and then reprised uh, in its uh, bulk uh, in uh, 2005, and for the record, 511. Uh, this was Uncle Sam and the swastika, and Uncle Sam and the swastika. 25 years later, we took a look at the discussion by James Stewart Merton of Munich Reinsurance's role in hoping to secure vital industrial espionage about the U.S. and the Allies. One of the things that they were able to do by their uh, association with the Swiss reinsurance pool was to gain detailed intelligence about not only the cargoes of, but the sailing ponds and ports of departure of American merchant marine shipping. Uh, the loss of life among American merchant marine sailors was enormous. I believe it was something like one in three who, who uh, sailed that route, lost their lives. Uh, put the question mark by that, that's close. It, 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 in any of the, the Loss of life among American merchant marine seamen in World War II to the U-boats in the Battle of the North Atlantic was enormous. And Munich reinsurance, because of its alliance with Swiss reinsurance, have a lot to do with that. From All Honorable Men by James Stuart Martin, published in 1950, uh, by Buffalo Brown in hardcover. Uh, again, available for download, along with Martin Borman, Nazi in Exile, and other books on uh, the SpitfireList.com website and on the flash drive. <clears throat> on a bleak night in February of 1945, I found myself standing with my small party of investigators in the mist at the Washington airport waiting to take off. As I stood in the gloom, observing all the security measures that shrouded our routine departure, the blackout of the field and plane, the silence, the sudden orders, I remembered our discovery earlier in the war of how the, quote, secrecy, unquote, of ship sailings had been penetrated by the Germans. In 1940, 41, and 42, ships leading American ports had had the same security measures to protect their departure. Yet many of their broken hulls and water-soaked cargoes had washed up onto the beaches of New Jersey, Virginia, and the Carolinas, where German submarines had spotted them within sight of shore. In case after case, every man on board had been marked before the captain opened his orders. Though they may not have known it, the cargoes they carried were reinsured with Munich, the routine system of placing insurance had put precise information on their sailing date and destination in the hands of the Germans before the ship left port. In the summer of 1941, before there was any economic warfare section, several trust busters discovered that while the American public was looking more and more askance at German business connections, insurance companies doing an international business seemed to have no such doubts about their foreign commitments. Insurers of large risks, such as ships, cargoes, and industrial plants customarily spread the risk among other companies willing to take fractional shares. The big insurance and reinsurance companies in the U.S., which handle the largest risks, has such treaties on an international basis through arrangements with the Lloyds Group in England or with the Zurich Group in Switzerland. It had long been the custom of the American companies to place the reinsurance on ships and cargos with the Zurich Group by cabling information to them so they could accept responsibility for a share of the American insurer's risk. The information cable would include the name of the ship, the sailing date, the cargo carried, the destination, and the value of the insured property. One detail that should have raised someone's eyebrow but did not until the government stepped in was the fact that the Zurich Group in turn... Have a reinsurance treaty with the Munich reinsurance pool in Germany. One more time. One detail that should have raised someone's eyebrow, but did not until the government stepped in, was the fact that the Zurich Group, in turn, had a reinsurance treaty with the Munich pool. One more time. One detail that should have raised someone's eyebrow, but did not until the government stepped in, was the fact that the Zurich Group, in turn had a reinsurance treaty with the Munich reinsurance pool in Germany, i.e. Munich Reef. The result was that during 1940 and early 1941, by the time a ship had cleared New York or Baltimore Harbor headed for a European port, the German intelligence service already had the sailing battle in hand. When men from the Department of Justice called a conference of insurance representatives, The companies agreed to stop sending such information by cable. But even then, no one realized what an efficient pipeline the Germans had set up. It appeared later that everyone concerned, both government officials and insurance men, assumed that sending the information by mail to Switzerland would be perfectly all right. Nothing was said about stopping completely the transmission of reinsurance information. In the spring of 1942, after we had started to set up the economic warfare section, we found that reinsurance information sheets, or bordereaux, were still going to Switzerland by mail. We also discovered that the reinsurance business, far from being confined to ships and cargoes, also covered industrial plants, and more especially those very large new plants being built for war production, the ones with security guards at the gates to see that no unauthorized eyes got inside. In the case of industrial plants, we found that the reinsurance board bureau did not account for the full extent of the leakage. The usual reinsurance treaty on such risks provides that the reinsurance group has the right to demand copies of a full report by the insurance inspector. This includes blueprints of the installation, description of the fire hazards and risks, and inventory of the contents of the building's room by room. We found that before 1938, the Zurich Group had asked the full insurance inspector's report in only 5 or 6 percent of the cases. After 1938, the full report was requested with increasing frequency until the percentage was closer to uh, basically to uh, 100%. It had seemed obvious to us that the government ought to stop this transmission of shipping and industrial information through Switzerland to the Reich. Unlike the U.S., the German government as early as 1956 had closed off such information about Germany. As soon as the Germans occupied France, Belgium, and Holland, they put a the stop to all such transmissions from those countries. We have proposed to the Attorney General that he send a letter to each company warning that transmission of marine and industrial plant information of this type came within the scope of the Espionage Act. And there's more to it. Uh, the point is Munich Reinsurance has been doing a lot of good things for America for a long time. And again, contemplating uh, the Munich Re-Mepopi Alpha Alliance in QTEL Alliance is... is just stunning to me. Uh, however, we are all out of time. Uh, don't forget the other sources of information, including the three one-hour talks per week on the Patreon site with unedited transcripts. There will also be articles. And uh, do consider the flash drive and everything else that I have uh, alluded to. This concludes for the record program number 1253, Pandemics Incorporated, Part 3. This is being recorded on July 8th of 2022. I'm Dave Emery. Have fun.